I want to welcome you to day three of week six of our look together through the book of Acts. That means Acts 26 today. And in Acts 26, we have Paul's defense before King Agrippa. We have Paul's defense, which actually ends up being his testimony of faith. We get to hear the story again of what, what happened in Paul's life in that day on the Damascus Road when he met Jesus Christ. There's something about this chapter, reading about Paul's defense, that's very real to me. On a trip to Israel a number of years ago with a group of pastors, we were able to go to this amphitheater at Caesarea where Paul gave this testimony, this defense. And so I've been able to stand on that marble floor where Paul stood and look up at the seats where Agrippa would have been seated. They're all stone now. Obviously, everything has been worn away, but you can tell because they're bigger. This is where this is where the king would have been seated in that day. And I can picture in my mind where Paul stood as he looked up at this king and he gave his defense of his faith in Christ. And what he talks about is not politics. What he talks about is not history. What he talks about is not philosophy. What he talks about is how Jesus has changed his life. In fact, as you read the story of Paul, it's the, it's the story of every one of our lives who've come to know Jesus Christ. As you read the story of Paul, read the story of how three things, how three things can let anybody know how Jesus has changed you. This is how you should share your testimony. This is how I should share my testimony. Paul talks about these three areas, his life before he came to know Jesus, number one, number two, how he came to know Jesus, and number three, what changed in his life since he'd come to know Jesus. First, he says, here's my life before I came to know Jesus. And he says in verses four to 11, the Jews all know the way that I lived ever since I was a child. From the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem, they've known me for a long time and can testify if they are willing that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And then in verse nine, I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the saints in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished, and I tried to force them to blaspheme. In my obsession against them, I even went to foreign cities to persecute them. That's Paul's story, his life before he came to know Jesus. But then Paul shares the second part of a testimony, how he came to know Jesus. In verses 12 to 16, on one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and the commission of the chief priests. About noon, O king, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground. And I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And then I asked, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you've seen of me and what I will show you. Now, I want you to notice in these verses that Paul gives specifics of what happened in his heart. He says, this is what Jesus did in my life, and this is how it happened. I met him on the road. This is what he said to me. This is what happened in my heart. We all need to know how to respond when God taps us on the shoulder, when something begins to stir in our heart. And hearing the story of what somebody else did Someone else hearing your story of what God did in your life, that can often show them how to respond to God when he's speaking into their hearts, their lives. 
Paul talks about his life before he came to know Christ. He talks about how he came to know Christ. And then finally, he talks about his life since he's come to know Christ. In verses 19 to 23, so then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. First to those in Damascus, and then to those in Jerusalem, and all Judea, and to the Gentiles also. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. That is why the Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But I have had God's help to this very day. And so I stand here and I testify to small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Christ would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead would proclaim light to his own people and to the Gentiles. Paul talks and he says, here is my life since I've come to know Christ. Here's how Jesus Christ changed my life. Here's the difference that he made that only he could make in my life. Paul's example to us is that every one of us needs to be ready to share that testimony. If you've never taken the time to sit down and write out just a three-minute testimony, a five-minute testimony of your life before you came to know Christ, how you came to know Christ, and your life since you've come to know Christ, that's one of the great things that God will use, one of the great gifts that God has given you to share with other people. When I look at my own life, my life before I came to know Christ, I was a person who grew up going to church. My parents actually took me to church and dropped me off. I went in, I learned about Jesus, and I formed my own opinion of what it meant to be a Christian. I decided that being a Christian meant you tried to live a good life. You believed Jesus lived and died and was resurrected 2,000 years ago. And you went to church. You showed up at church every once in a while. That's a Christian. Well, the older I got, the more I struggled with that definition. First, it's hard to live a good life on your own without God's power. I struggled with that. Second, I saw a lot of people who said they were Christians, who believed that Jesus was resurrected 2,000 years ago, but didn't act like it at all. And third, church became more and more boring for me. It seemed more and more separated from my life, from connection with me. So I began to struggle with what this really meant. But I still hung out at church because I had friends that went to church, and I liked, I liked being with my friends. And I began to notice that there was a difference in the life of some of my friends who said they were Christians and in my life. And it brought some questions. But the truth of the matter is I was too stubborn, I was too prideful to ask them why their life was different from mine. So then the second part of a testimony, how I came to know Christ. One night we all went to a church meeting together where a guy was talking about what it meant to believe in Jesus. And he stood up and he said, he said, believing in Jesus does not mean you just believe he lived 2,000 years ago or you try to be a good person or you go to church. That's a churchgoer. That's not somebody who really is following Jesus. And he explained, and I, I probably heard this a thousand times before, but for some reason that night I, I understood it. I didn't just hear it. I understood it. He explained that believing in Jesus meant you had a relationship with him. You trusted him to forgive the wrong things that you've done, and you trusted him to lead and guide your life. And after he talked about that, he said, I want to lead you in a prayer. And in that prayer, I want to encourage you to trust God in that way. And I did. I, I prayed. When he said, trust God and pray in this way, I prayed that prayer. I didn't understand at all what it meant in my life at that moment. I didn't understand I was turning a corner from being just a church-going kid who was getting more and more bored with church to becoming a believer in Christ who was going to follow him the rest of my life. I just knew that was a prayer that I needed to pray, a trust that I needed to make. So I trusted him. So how about my life since I've come to know Christ? Well, immediately, even though I didn't understand that big changes were supposed to happen, I saw some big changes. 
immediately I began to have this sense of purpose that I'd never had before. I knew that my life meant something, that it counted for something, that there was meaning in my life. Now, later, some of my friends who are believers, they explained to me that's because you have God's spirit in your life and he's made some changes in your life that you didn't understand. Immediately, I began to get a new love for reading his word and understanding what it was. And immediately, I had this sense of purpose that I needed to reach out and make a difference. And as I've walked through the years now, the decades with Jesus Christ, I've seen him again and again and again be faithful to me. Be faithful even when I am not trusting him in a situation, when I'm letting worry overwhelm me. Be faithful to me even when I'm headed the wrong direction. I've seen him be faithful to grow me and to change me and to love me every step of the way. What's your testimony? That's Paul's testimony, and that's my testimony. Mine certainly isn't as dramatic as Paul's. I didn't have any Damascus Road experience. What's your testimony? And maybe you're wondering right now, do I have one? Could, could I point to a time, maybe not the exact day, not everyone knows the exact date that they became a believer, but could I point to an exact time in my life when I changed from someone who just thought about Jesus to someone who trusted in him for forgiveness for life? If you're not sure that you come to that place in your life, you can be sure right now. Right now, just say to Jesus Christ, Jesus, I want to trust you. I want to trust you to forgive the wrong things that I've done. I want to trust you. And I want to begin to live the kind of life that you've made me to live. I trust you to be my Savior and Lord, the forgiver of my sins and the leader of my life. And in Jesus' name, I trust you. Now, if you prayed that prayer just then, You've just become a part of the story of the book of Acts. The book of Acts is all about how the gospel goes out into the whole world. But for you, the most important thing is that the good news of Jesus Christ comes into your life. And if you've listened all the way through this book of Acts and come to this point, and now you've realized, I need to, I need to trust God in that kind of way. Now you are part of the story of this book. You are part of the story of what the Holy Spirit's done in the book of Acts and has been doing in the world for 2,000 years. And now part of your testimony is this testimony of Paul and how God used it to bring new life to your life. As we close, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you in this new commitment that you've made to Christ. All of us do who are listening to this. Jesus, right now, we pray together for those who just heard this and have said, I want to trust Jesus with my life. I want to follow him. We pray that you give faith and strength and growth. Put the right people into this man, this woman's life, this boy, this girl's life. Put the right church. Let your word overwhelm their lives. God, give encouragement right now that even though, even though they may not feel that you come into their lives, God, you will keep your promise that when we open the door, you do come in. You fellowship with us. You begin a relationship with us that lasts into all eternity. Give that assurance right now, we pray. We thank you, Jesus, for the new life that you give because of the good news of your forgiveness of your life. In your name we pray, amen. Tomorrow we continue in our study of the book of Acts and we're gonna, we're gonna see what we can learn about confidence in a crisis through a shipwreck that Paul faces. <laughs> <laughs>